yeah, boy. What up, what up, beautiful world? This is your very handsome host, Frankie Contreras, and I'm here. Can you can we fix the mic? Why? I, the mic is I fucked sound up. Too far. Uh, can you hear me now? Good. Fix the fucking mic. Good. Um, yeah. Well, fuck me. I lost my train of thought. Well, where was it? What was I gonna say, Jay? Oh yes. Thank you, guys. I am back. All right, I am back like crack. I can't think of a worse way to start this show. To be proud of. Honestly. Um, are you going to introduce me or? Uh, all right, so just in case you didn't hear me, um, my name is Frankie Contreras, and I'm here with uh, a legend, a a, um, a so-called Grammy winner, um, Jay to the motherfucking C. Yeah, talk to me, boy. Talk to me, man. You know me, letting my hair grow, trying to get back to my roots. Me too. You know, yes. trying to get in touch with Africa. Yes, we are. We are letting our hair grow. Trying to touch that toto. Um, it's, it's really expensive, actually. Um, the constant buying of leave-in conditioners and shampoos. It, it, it's about fifty dollars to hundred dollars. Sound week. like some broke boy shit. Some broke boy problems. I really just I, preferred my low Caesar, but you know. Fashion is expensive. Cut this shit off. I really don't, I really don't fuck with mace like that. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> sorry. Fuck. You just want to start over? Or are you, are you just going to continue this, uh, this obvious no, train wreck? No, we'll, we'll do this live, okay? Welcome to Adult Kindergarten, the podcast that will make you a little less dumb. We'd like to thank our sponsors, that. Anchor, Tagline. and Brandless. For allowing me to earn money doing this. Yes, I am finally earning okay. money doing this. Real Benjamin Franklin's, but mostly George Washington's. Okay? Proud of you. Something, it's something. I'm, I'm in the green. I'm no longer in debt. So thank you, uh, Anchor and Brandless. Okay, so what's the what's the first news story? I think they uh, found the cure for AIDS. Really? No way. Yeah, hold on. Let me make this shit up. Hold on. <laughs> just, just throw the clip on. It's what some are calling a medical milestone. For the second time in history, a patient appears to have been cured of HIV. Magic Johnson was probably the first. Magic Johnson got a kill for AIDS. You know, the broke motherfuckers passed away. You're telling me if my grandma's in the NBA right now, she'll be okay? Bro, Classic. Bars. Shout out bars. to Ye. The unknown patient was originally treated for leukemia and received a bone marrow transplant. The donor's cells had a protein that is known to resist HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. 18 months after the transplant, the patient has no signs of the virus. This treatment cured another man nearly 12 years ago. Timothy Ray Brown was the first patient to be cured, and he nearly died during the procedure. Kind of like a Deadpool thing. I don't even think that was supposed to happen. That was kind of like a mistake. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's just we might as well take credit for this. Roll with it. Don't tell nobody. President Trump even reacted to this news on Twitter. He wrote earlier, such great news for so many. Tremendous progress being made. I hear how Trump always, um, you know, goes on, on Twitter and takes credit for shit that got nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like, he's a true clout chaser. He's a clout hoe. I mean, most notably was the... Um, when he uh, posted that video of like his yeah. wall, yeah, um, being built, like first of all, that shit was already scheduled like years, years before he even got elected. So that's fake news, everybody. 
In layman's terms, can you explain how much of a milestone this is in the medical field, especially immunology? You know, uh, we at AMFAR are very optimistic that the London patient is cured of HIV for a number of reasons. I think it gives people optimism that the research is going in the right direction. So we have one confirmed case of cure, that's the Berlin patient, and if the London patient ends up being the second confirmed case of cure, then what we can do is start to put these lessons together that we're learning from each of these patients, and more patients that we have through AMFAR's research efforts in the pipeline, we can put that information together and really learn how to build a cure for uh, HIV that we can then deliver to the whole world. One of the first places you deliver that shit to is probably Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon, uh, New York. Is, is Mount Vernon considered the Bronx? I hope not. For your sake. They got shooters over there. I hope not. I hope I'm not slandering the Bronx. My concern is that with something this important that could save so many lives, why did this shit take 12 years, you know, for, for any progress to be made? Where is our money going to? You know, this is really is a very complex area because stem cell transplants are only appropriate for people living both with HIV and with cancer. And there certainly have been other attempts to replicate the case. There have been some patients, we call them the Boston patients, for example, who received stem cell transplants, but they didn't have the genetic mutation that seems to have been key for the Berlin patient because the London patient's donor did have this genetic mutation and it seems to have made the difference in the outcome. But it's having cases like these that allows us to learn those kinds of lessons that are going to help us build that foundation of a cure. It sounds like an X-Men experiment, to be honest. You know? Or a country that cares actually about... got it right. Or a country that cares about, like, the health healthcare system. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What, what they got to figure out is a way to mass produce this. It can't just be one outlier here, one outlier there. Feel me? Yeah, I mean, what... The conspiracy theorists would probably say that the government been known about this and they just don't want to give it to people. They, I mean, they can make population it. control, right? I mean, they could have been exploiting a whole lot of people by now to make more money. But... I don't know. I think we do need to keep our mind on the fact that stem cell transplants are only going to be appropriate for people living with HIV who also have a cancer. And so to the extent that people are going to be cured by these stem cell transplants, it's going to be a very small number of people. But I think the important part of the picture here is that if we have multiple people who end up being cured of HIV, then there are going to be some common characteristics in those people that we can then study very intensively. And when we learn those lessons of what happened in those people, that's what we can put together so that we can build a cure that is going to be deliverable to places like Sub-Saharan Africa, where the great majority of the people with HIV live. It's only a matter of time until AIDS is cured. And as soon as that happens, there will be another disease. There will be something. It will be Ebola 2.0. Something will happen. Smallpox. <laughs> I don't know. I sound like Alex Jones right now. Actually, no, I mean, you're not um, wrong in the sense, like, measles is coming back strong. It's coming back heavy because the mothers of a lot of these new millennial kids are not vaccinating their children because they think it leads to autism. But idiot. And you know, that led to a lot of memes. Yes. Actually, you're you're also right there. 
vaccination memes have caught on so prevalently They're high right that now. it's alert it's making kids teenagers ask themselves hey am i vaccinated and so when they ask some of these teens when they ask their mom ask. their mom says no you're not and thankfully you know luckily these teens go to the doctor and get themselves checked out like look th there's a story exactly on this right now yeah uh, roll the clip turning now to capitol hill where ethan lindenberger <laughs> it's definitely not julio or deshaun defying their mother in court you get your ass whoop is testifying before the Senate Health, Education, and Labor Pensions Committee. You may recall Mr. Lindberger is a teenager who got vaccinated despite his parents' objections. Let's listen. This is not true for the vaccine debate, and I approached I approach my mother with this concern that she was incorrect. <laughs> That's definitely um, some white shit. You're incorrect, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, last time I corrected my mom about something, um, she replaced all the w all the water in the house with vinegar for about a week. I approached my mother numerous times uh, trying to explain that vaccines are safe and that my family should be vaccinated. Um, approaching even with articles from the CDC, explicitly claiming that ideas that vaccines cause autism and extremely dangerous consequences were incorrect. In one such instance where I approached my mother with information from the CDC that claimed vaccines do not cause autism, she responded with, that's what they want you to think. The Babylon King. Uh, skepticism and worry were taking the forefront in terms of uh, information. Now, conversations like these reaffirmed that evidence in defense of vaccines was, uh, at least on an anecdotal level, much greater than the deeply rooted misinformation my mother interacted with. And that's what I want to focus on today. Uh, to combat preventable disease outbreaks, information is, in my mind, the forefront of this matter. My mother would turn to anti-vaccine groups online and on social media, looking for her evidence and defense rather than health officials and through credible sources. This may seem to be in malice because of the dangers that not vaccinating imposes, but this is not the case. My mother came in the sense of loving her children and being concerned. Uh, this misinformation spreads and that's not necessarily um, justifiable, but I carry this knowledge with me that it was uh, with respect and love that I disagreed with my mother. And with the information she provided, I continued to try and explain that it was misinformed. Um, ideas that, again, vaccines cause autism, brain damage, and also that the measles outbreak is of no concern to the society and to America uh, were ideas that were, pro were uh, pushed by these sources that she would she would go to and for certain individuals for certain individuals and organizations that spread this misinformation they instill fear into the public for their own gain selfishly and do so knowing that their information is incorrect for my mother her love affection and care as a parent was used to push an agenda to create a false distress and these sources which spread misinformation should be the primary concern of the american people Although changes already placed, more strides can be done. Almost 80% of people, according to the Pew Research Center, turn to the internet for health-related questions. See, I stopped doing that because one little scratch in my throat, and I check on WebMD, and it says I have lung cancer. You know, I, I always self-diagnose myself. See, I, I really don't use the internet. Um, I, I get my medical advice from the streets. You know, if, if you go raw on a girl, you know, 
in order to prevent STDs, you got to dip your dick in Listerine because it kills 99.9% of gingivitis and STIs. And that's a fact. Yeah. I further explained some more statistics and evidence in my written testimony. Now, in terms of what I would like to walk away with today and kind of finalize with, although my mother returned to very illegitimate sources and sources that did not have peer-reviewed evidence or information, I quickly saw that the evidence and claims for myself were not accurate. And because of that, and because of my healthcare professionals I was able to speak with and the information provided to me, I was able to make a clear, concise, and scientific decision. Approaching this issue with the concern of education and addressing misinformation properly can cause change, as it did for me. Now, although the, the debate around vaccines is not necessarily centered on information and concern for health and safety, this is why education is important and also misinformation is so dangerous. Thank you. Well, they have is a prime example of how memes save the little boy's life. Yeah. Yep. Memes save, memes save lives. What are, what are measles even? It's, it sounds like weasels. No, it's not weasels. What are measles? Let, let's, uh, let's look it up on WebMD. That's a fantastic idea. All right, so we have here measles, pronounced mezlez. All right. Um, it's a noun. It's an infectious viral disease causing fever and a red rash. Ooh. I like red rash. I like, I like mezlez. Sounds Sorry, sexy. my phone died. Yeah, the yeah. Production it's it's an infectious viral disease causing fever and a red rash on the skin, um, typically occurring in childhood. A disease of pigs and other animals caused by the insisted larvae of the human tapeworm. Sounds absolutely disgusting. I, sounds like someone just fucked the pig and started fucking people. Yeah. But how, I mean, how do kids get that shit? It reminds me of that first epi- uh, the first episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, you, you remember that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bandersnatch. Well, that wasn't the first episode, but I, I, I remember watching that Bandersnatch shit, and um, I was I gotta admit I was high as a fucking kite, and I was watching that movie for like four hours. I was just watching the same movie for four hours, and. I don't know. I, I couldn't get out of the movie. I couldn't find the right the right thing to do. I was so paranoid. I got really I got paranoid as fuck by like the third hour. You know, I'm gonna cut you right there because in this show we do not promote drugs. All right. Well, let's go on to commercials and we'll be right back to adult kindergarten. In the intro, you say you were back like crack. So so which is it? Are you having trouble sleeping? Is your mattress uncomfortable as fuck? Do you want to buy a mattress, but you don't want to go to a mattress store because deep down, you know, they're all drug fronts? Well, say no more. Go to Casper.com. Order yourself a nice mattress. You don't even have to have to go go to a store. You just go online and then they send it to you in a box and it's really comfortable. Yeah, man. If you don't like it, you can return it back within 100 days. Kind of gross, but you could do that. Casper.com. Better sleep for all. How was that? That was, that was okay for, for an ad? Yeah, it was. <laughs> kind of. It could have been way better. 
um, I guess to wrap up this episode, essentially, if you don't vaccinate your kids, it's essentially like a delayed abortion. Uh, think about it. Yeah, kind of. I think we owe it to our viewers. Um, sorry, listeners. Um, to at least explain the history of vaccination. Um, and because our mics completely suck, we vaxxed our friend Misinformed on YouTube. If he can, um, you know, do us the favor, give us a, giving us a, a rundown. So with that being said, um, we leave the rest of this episode over to my dude, Misinformed. Vaccination, invented in 1796 by Dr. Edward Jenner in the town of somewhere England. Dr. Jenner was a physician who was getting real sick of smallpox killing 15% of his patient base because every time a patient died, he didn't get paid. Rather than knuckle down and find a way around this problem, Dr. Jenner decided to take the path of supervillainy, becoming the dreaded pox man. Determined to prove he was better than nature by spreading pox faster than those stupid microorgan- Hang on one sec. Okay, cool, yeah, faster than those stupid microorganisms ever could. To begin his plan, he went to his local dairy farm, snuck in, and took a sample from a pustule on a milkmaid who was infected with cowpox, a disease similar to smallpox that mainly infects four-legged mammals, but would on occasion venture into the two-legged world. While not as dangerous to humans as smallpox, cowpox was all pox man could get his hands on for the moment, so it would have to do. His first victim was a young boy who goes by James. Poxman made an incision in his arm and introduced the cowpox sample into him. Sure enough, within a few days, the boy fell mildly sick. It, it really wasn't a big deal, but it was still victory number one for Poxman. About a week later, he got a shipment of smallpox and went to finish the job on young Jamie, performing the same procedure as he did with the cowpox. Poxman sat back and waited for the boy to succumb to an early death, finally finishing his transition into the medical world's Darth Vader. But nothing happened. Days went by without an increase in symptoms, and within a few weeks, young James had recovered from his cowpox symptoms completely and was back to being perfectly healthy. Well, as perfectly healthy as a 12-year-old could be in late 18th century England. With this apparent defeat, Poxman saw a new opportunity for victory. Dr. Jenner had discovered a way to stop smallpox from killing everyone who was giving him money. All he had to do was purposely infect them with a much more mild disease before smallpox could get to them. In doing so, Dr. Jenner set the stage for modern immunology and achieved the two goals every scientist is after, making money and telling nature to suck your dick. Since the days of Dr. Jenner putting cow diseases into young boys, the methods of vaccination have drastically changed by a barely noticeable amount. Rather than cut your arm open and pour in a suspicious solution, they now have an all-in-one device to do that. Instead of needing to wait a week for a vaccine to be delivered by dog sled, you can now get that shit on same-day delivery from an Amazon drone. And rather than using mild forms of diseases as vaccines, which produce uncontrollable side effects, most vaccines nowadays use inactive diseases or pieces of a pathogen in order to grant immunity. With this, the side effects can be better planned out beforehand. These advancements came to a screeching halt in 1998 when The Lancet published a groundbreaking paper by used-to-be-a-doctor A.J. Wakefield. Used-to-be-a-doctor Wakefield found an undeniable link between the measles, mumps, and rubella omai vaccination and autism. If you'd like to read this paper yourself, I have linked it in the description. Uh, if you do go and read it, you're going to see all across the paper in big bold red letters the word retracted. Just ignore that, I think it's some kind of display error with the website. While reading it, you may have some questions, such as, was this research done in an ethical way with all the required approval from a review board? No. Have any researchers been able to reproduce Wakefield's findings? No. 
Were the children in the study specifically selected because they had recently developed signs of autism and received the MMR vaccine? Yes. Was the research for this paper funded by the lawyers of the autistic children's parents? Yes. Now I know these things might dissuade you from taking these findings seriously, but think about it. Just because you go into something knowing you're going to find what you want to find, or because you set up a scenario in which you're going to get what you want to get, does that really invalidate anything? If you're dating someone and you think they're cheating on you, and you go through their phone expecting to find text messages about how much they want to rail other people, and you find those text messages, it doesn't make those any less real, right? If police officers shoot an unarmed civilian and then plant drugs on their person, technically that person does have an illegal substance in their possession. If someone claims to be the victim of a hate crime and it turns out that that hate crime was an orchestrated charade meant only to further their career and social standing, that hate crime did still happen in a certain sense, didn't it? All I'm saying is, just cause the research here was clearly done unethically, with a pre-planned conclusion, and is clearly wrong, that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Since the publishing of that groundbreaking paper, there has been a movement against vaccinations. And finally, we've reached the point of this video, it only took us like, 4 minutes to get here. Reasons why vaccinations are an evil political elite operation being used to make your children sick and keep the middle class in line. First, the connection between vaccines and autism is well documented in the Wakefield paper. I won't go too deep into it because the paper explains everything and also I didn't read it. The big question is, would you rather your child be Rain Man or be dying of cholera? That's what I thought, pal. Second, vaccines are a gateway drug to heroin. Let's say you take someone while they're still a proto-human, and you poke them with needle after needle after needle after needle. It's been proven that doing so makes children develop an affinity towards needles, and a burning desire to stick thin pointy metal tubes into their arms, and as they get older and run out of vaccines to administer to themselves, they turn to opioids. This is why we have an opioid crisis, because children just can't get enough of needles, oh buddy, they love them. Third, vaccination rates are at their lowest in the poorest communities and the wealthiest communities. Why is it that the middle class are the only ones being subjected to this cruel government treatment? Well, the upper class rubs shoulders with the political elite, so they know what their secret plans are and are now making sure their children avoid such a fate, while the lower class is just too busy doing other shit like trying not to die from being impoverished to worry about going to a hospital or clinic to get a needle put in them. And finally, fifth or fourth or whatever we're on, skyrocketing depression rates are due in large part to vaccinations. Vaccines and the luxuries of modern medicine as a whole have increased human life expectancy by multiple decades. That sounds like a good thing, but it's actually terrible. You see, back in the day when life expectancy was 30, max, people didn't have time to get set into their existential dread. You couldn't just stop what you were doing and try and tackle your inner demons, because anytime you were not moving, the massive cloud of man-eating locusts over the horizon would be getting closer and closer. Now look at us. We got vaccines to ward off diseases, surgeries to fix broken bones and organs, the blood of the youth to siphon into ourselves to extend our lifespan. And now with all this extra time and having addressed most physical concerns, people have to try and address their mental concerns tragic. And I'm going to end my spiel about vaccinations there. I understand that even after this persuading presentation, you may still feel inclined to believe that vaccinations are overall a benefit. But is the longevity and well-being of humanity really worth all this? Or would you Christ. rather we all catch preventable diseases and fucking die? No. Think about what? it. Yeah. I, I think it, I'm kind of I'm speechless. I think he's done. No more. He was with me? Yeah. Well, for a little bit. The beginning, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he's well, fired. Well, you know. Absolutely. He talks I guess, fast. 
this is good. This is good. Shows it, for it, it, um, it instigates. Is that the word? Instigates discussion, creates Great. discussion amongst our peers. You know, the show is for people that talk <laughs> slow and process things slowly. Oh man. Aha! Uh-huh, so yes. That's the end of the episode, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for uh, trudging through this um, with me. I we promise to be more consistent here at Adult at Kindergarten. Same, same I know this is our first episode of the year, but we will be better. I promise. Now that the sun is out, sun's out, guns out. Well, now you're getting money. You can afford mics. We love you. Studios. Uh, stay sexy, everyone. Peace. Longer episodes. Guests. Other than me. Yeah. One day. Right. Hopefully. We, we love you. Uh, Peace. See you next time. Uh, memes You Can Steal will be out all every Thursday. We promise to drop. Yeah, so his, his, see, his mic just cut the fuck out. Goodbye. <laughs> it's your boy. Goodbye. Goodbye.